Hello, world. You are listening to Townley Money Basics, the podcast that helps you improve your financial knowledge. I am your host, Sean Townley. Welcome, world, to Townley Money Basics, the show that takes this concept we call money and breaks it down into itty-bitty pieces so that I can understand it better, and hopefully you can too. Today, we're going to talk about something that's kind of near and dear to my heart, something that some people take offense when they're called, but I don't. It's about being frugal. It's the art of being frugal, and I think there is an art to it because in this world, you can pay full price for everything. You can try to to try to impress people, but at the end of the day, I think it's more fun to not pay full price for anything. Let me get into it. Frugal, it's a sparing or economical with regard to your money. So it, it's, it's knowing that even if you have money or if you don't have money, that you can make it go further. You, you take a different approach. Frugal is a mindset. It, it's a mindset that says that financial security is really high priority for me, that I'm going to find some sort of security with financial independence, hopefully, eventually one day. And even when I'm financially independent, I'm not just going to waste my money. You know, the, the old expression, a fool and his money are soon parted. It's like I was saying before, it's about not paying retail. It's just a mindset that if, if I can ever get away with it, I don't want to pay really retail for anything. You know, some people may want to have things first. I'm more of a N minus one or N minus two kind of guy. I don't always have to have the latest and greatest, but when I do get the latest and greatest, I expect it to last for a long time. So I I value quality over quantity. I'd rather have less things, but if they're very quality, then that makes me a happy person. So I like to have fun paying for less. And in some ways, it's kind of a game for me. I'm gamifying the system if I can find cheaper ways to pay for things over time, whether it's bringing a cup to a restaurant so I pay for a refill as opposed to a full soda. It could be, you know, it could be clipping coupons, although you don't, I don't feel like that you have to, although being frugal, you could certainly do that. It's going during happy hour when things may be cheaper, if that's an option for you. But anyway, it's just kind of fun to pay less. Or one of my favorite examples, going to a matinee, is to be, instead of paying full price to go in the evenings. Now, if you're on a date, that may not be as romantic. Sometimes it's okay to pay retail, but for me, I like trying to find ways not to pay full retail. It's a strategic approach to money. It, you know, a lot of times we've gone through life and and if you've done this before and if you listen to this podcast, you've probably gone through life without thinking too much about money and though money comes in, money goes out, you don't think much about it. All you know is that you need more of it. Well, if you're going to be frugal, you need to kind of understand where you are with your money and how to make it go further. So, it is very important that you start to think about money strategically, not just tactically on, you know, what you need to pay for when it's right in front of you. And then, you know, if you get a little deeper, if you get a little philosophical with frugality, it's about asking why. And I do this a lot now. So before I buy something, I'll ask myself, why do I really need this? Is this just, you know, so I feel good in the moment? Is this something I'm truly going to use for a long time? Is it something that is truly valuable to me or am I just getting it because everybody else is getting one? And, and that's important because then you start thinking about, you know, if I buy this, even if it's something expensive, are you going to get the utils? Are you going to get the joy out of it, you know, going forward? So asking yourself why when you make purchases, that's a state of mind of being frugal. 
And then it helps you focus, of course, on what's important. So you start to prioritize things. If you want to become, say, like a minimalist, if you want to start living with less, as some people do, being frugal is part of that process. If you don't, if you enjoy lots of quantity, like lots of things around you, then maybe frugal is not for you. But we'll go through the steps of why you want to be frugal up next. So why would you want to be frugal? Well, it helps you, number one, to live within your means. You know, when we're always talking about these buckets of money, when you get paid, you want to talk about the savings bucket, which fills the emergency fund first. Well, when you start putting 20% of your money behind, you start living off 30. I mean, I'm sorry, 80% of your money. That's 50% for essentials, things you absolutely need to live in this world, and 30 for wants. That other 20 comes off the top. So if you start to be frugal, you find out that you can... You can expand those other buckets, like the savings bucket, if it means something to you. There's there's something called, you know, financially independent, retire early. The way they're able to do that is they save most of their money. They don't save just half of their money. They save usually most of their money, so they don't have to work for someone else going forward. I'll have to do another episode on fire a little bit later and give you my thoughts on that. When you're frugal, why be frugal? You don't carry debt anymore. You think about debt in a whole different way. Right, You start thinking about other people's money as opposed to yours. If you can use somebody else's money and they'll pay you to do it, then there's ways to do that. Right, That could be finding a high interest checking account where they pay you to hold your money. It could be finding cash back on credit cards and such where they actually pay you to use their credit card. And eventually you're going to find out you don't want any debt unless maybe, and, and this is only maybe, and I know people that don't even want to do this, you can use other people's money at 0% interest. And there's certainly ways to do that. But being frugal puts that through the, you start to look for those types of opportunities as opposed to taking things as they are right out of hand. It helps you focus on what possessions are important to you. So if you're being frugal, you're not you're no longer going to be buying anything you just want when you want it. You're going to have to start prioritizing those things. What are things I use every day? Well, for me, like AirPods, AirPods are very important to me. I listen to a lot of podcasts on my walks, and I use them all the time, every day. I use them for maybe several hours a day. So investing into a quality pair of AirPods. Now, mind you, I'm not going to pay full retail. I'm not going to Apple to buy them. I'm going to go find them on Amazon or something where they're they're cheaper. Now, I may not be able to get them when they first come out, but those are important enough to me where I figured I would pay the price that they're asking for, even though they're very expensive. Thinking about that, it, it, it allows you to buy quality over quantity. So if you're somebody that gets your fill by you know buying several little things and that makes you happy, I, I'm not that way, right? So for me, I don't want to buy a bunch of little things. I'd rather buy one bigger thing that I'm actually going to use day after day that, as opposed to having a bunch of something. Like, you know, I like collecting guitars a little bit, but I'm not like my buddy who has several guitars, I mean, you know, tens and 20 guitars. I don't know how many he has. I want guitars that I feel that are quality enough for me to play, and I'm willing to pay a little bit more to get those guitars. So maybe that's not the best example, but, you know, when you play guitar, it's it's, it's nice to be able to pick up a guitar that you enjoy playing. I don't mind paying a little bit more for that, as opposed to going down to a pawn shop or to a guitar store and buying a cheap guitar because that's the only thing I can pay for you become self-sufficient, right? Being frugal is talking about becoming self-sufficient. You're no longer waiting for somebody to bail you out. You're not looking for economic handouts, maybe from your family. If you're a child, it's not coming from your parents. Or if you're a parents, 
You know, you're not giving that to your child. So I know this one's hard because it's it's hard to watch family struggle. But if you put yourself in this situation, if you start thinking frugally, you won't have to get yourself in a situation where you don't have enough money to do something. So you become self-sufficient. I mean, the whole point of this, the whole point of being frugal is, even though I have a lot of fun with it, the, the true point is that you're just not spending money with feeling. You're spending money strategically and you're thinking about your purchases going forward. You can actually help the environment. If you're able to buy some more quality things, if you're not buying just cheap things off the shelf or the cheapest thing that you can buy, you may find that you're actually helping the environment. If you get something with a little bit more quality that can last longer, and you're not just throwing it away, it's not just disposable, then you could potentially be helping the environment. So that might be a reason why you become frugal. If, if the environment's important to you, there's certainly ways for you to be frugal and help the environment in the process. Also, if you're buying quality clothes and you're not just throwing them away all the time, or if you're buying quality shoes, or if you're buying, if you're buying items that typically are more expensive because they are environmentally friendly, if that means a lot to you, then maybe becoming frugal is a reason for you. And, and for like the next one for me is getting joy from never paying full price. I mean, I won't say I never pay full price. There's certainly things that I paid full price for. I mean, this last iPhone, but when I buy an iPhone and I'm going to get the, I, I, you know, the pro model, I'm going to get the large model because to me, that's a five-year investment. So if I'm going to pay that kind of high dollar, I want quality. It's something I'm familiar with. I, I converted to Apple several years ago. I, there was a time, actually, funny or not, that, that I swore I would never have an Apple device. I was a BlackBerry guy back in the day to really date myself. But the Android was so underwhelming that I, I figured I would try it way back in the day, and I've been stuck ever since. But the good thing about Apple, right, you do pay a lot for their products, but they're going to last you five years, right? And when you're talking about making an investment, you know, $1,000, $1,500, and it's going to last you five years, it starts to make up for those phones that are only a couple hundred dollars that you can buy every year or so. So something to think about. And then you, you being frugal, you learn how to no longer impulse buy. So how many times have you gone to a store, there's something by the cash register, you didn't even think about it, and then you put it in your cart or you just throw it on the belt there and say, hey, look, go ahead and give that to me. Well, when you start thinking frugally, you, I mean, small items are one thing, right? You got mad money to take care of those things, but... If it's a bigger ticket item, if a bigger ticket item, let's say for purposes of this discussion, say it's $1,000 or more. When you see it and you go look at it, you know, it could be a car, it could be a, even an appliance, even those types of things that are, that are a lot more expensive, you don't buy it right then, right? Unless, you know, yours is out and you have to buy it right then, but that's a little bit different story. But if you're just buying it saying, oh, that's a nice to have, I wouldn't mind doing that, you go home and you sleep on it. You don't impulse buy it. I think you'll find when you go away from something that you're looking to purchase, especially when it's a very emotional purchase, like a car, when you get away from it, you find that that emotion will start to settle down and you'll start thinking logically about why you want to do it. I mean, there's a reason why there's high pressure sales when they're selling cars. They know it's an emotional transaction. So you want to avoid that at all costs. So how do you become frugal? What are ways that you can become frugal? Well, the first one is, I think, understanding your why. Why do you want to be frugal? Why is prioritizing things costing less, you know, and better quality important to you? I mean, that when I sat down and I started thinking about why do I want to live this way, 
This was one of the things that rose to the top for me very quickly. I only have a certain amount of resources. It's not unlimited, right? I'm trying to get in a position where I do have unlimited resources. But in the meantime, I start changing my mindset to start thinking, hey, you know, if I'm going to buy this, I want it to last for five years. I want it to last for 10 years. It depends on what it is I'm looking at. So I'm going to buy quality. I'm going to buy exactly what I want. But you better be sure that you want to live with it for five or 10 years, right? I mean, the thing about cars is it's nice when they have that new smell, but you get a year or two into it and you start to get upside down and oh my gosh, you know, it's, it's really hard to get out of that trap. So I've heard people say, you know, you're always going to have a car note. I disagree. I don't think you always have to have a car note. I think if you buy the right car, you pay on it for a little while and then you go several years without a car payment and you save that up and then you pay cash for your next one. I think that's a beautiful way to go through life. You have to create a spending plan. This is, you know, how to be frugal. There's no way around this one. You have to create a spending plan. And, and it goes into those buckets, right? 20 savings, 50 for living, and 30 for wants. And I know things are really expensive. We're in the middle of, you know, some inflation going on right now. You may have to use some of your wants for your essentials. I get that. It's not going to be a perfect plan, but you need to have a plan. Because when you start writing stuff down, you start realizing where money goes. And you'll quickly realize where the opportunities are. You need to set up a plan to get out of debt. So chances are, if you're not frugal yet, you're probably going to have some debt. Well, you're going to have to use your spending plan and leverage that to help you get out of debt. Frugal people, most frugal people that I know do not have much, if any, debt. And if they do have debt, it is at little to no interest at all. Or in some cases, people are paying them to, to have it. So think about that. There are ways to do it. And if you want to learn more about that, let me know. You start to use cash wherever possible. And the reason why you use cash when you're being frugal is because, like I said in the last episode, it is harder to spend cash sometimes than it is to swipe a card. And that is so important because if you can physically see your money dwindling and you know it's going away, you're going to be a little bit more reserved. So frugal people tend to use a little bit more cash. Not all of them. I mean, I have frugal friends that certainly use credit cards but they track it on spreadsheets and they're keeping track of it some way going back to that spending plan. Don't pay what you can get for free, right? So frugal people don't normally pay for things that they can get for free. So there are things that are important to me. Like I have an audible account. I like to listen to some of the new books when they come out, right when they come out. But I have another good friend of mine who listens just as much audiobooks as I do, but he'll go to the, the public library. Why not? Now he'll have to wait longer, especially on those newer purchases, but if you're going to be frugal and you're going to find ways to cut where you're going to spend your money, so in, in my case, mine comes out of my you know mad money. It's, it's something that makes me happy, so I'm willing to pay for it. For him, he has a hard time paying money for something he can get for free at the library. I mean, he pays taxes. I pay taxes. Why are you doing it? So frugal people find way to do things for free that other people pay for. And, and college could be even one of those. I, I might have mentioned earlier my son works at Starbucks. Starbucks has an awesome education program. They'll send you to, I believe it's Arizona State. They'll help pay for that. They won't pay for all of it. There's some you have to do. You have to read the fine print. But that's an excellent opportunity. I mean, you go to work. They're paying you to do a job, but they're also going to help you go to school. So find ways to not pay for things that are free elsewhere. Don't pay full price for anything. This is one of the fun things that I really enjoy. And, and, and sometimes my friends give me a hard time about this, but... You know, for instance, if the AirPods Pro are $250, but I find them on sale for $175, that makes me a happy guy. I'm getting the same thing. Now, I may not have gotten it on day one. Maybe I had to wait for it a little bit, but it was more important for me to find it at a deep discount 
So you can have fun with that. Don't pay full price for anything. At least try not to pay full price for anything. Do a little bit of research. See where else you can get it out there. Cancel or delete subscriptions. We had a whole podcast on this, right? So look at your subscriptions. Are you still using them? Is there, Do you have something you can cancel? Or maybe change to a different type of plan? That might be a way to be frugal. Sell stuff you don't need. We I think we talked about this a little bit as well. If you're trying to get out of debt and you're trying to be frugal, look around you. I mean, especially if you've been living a life where you buy things on a whim or, or emotional buys, you probably have things around you that you don't use anymore. And you have to be honest with yourself. And, then, you know, a lot about being frugal is being very, you know, truthful with yourself and saying, hey, do I still use this? The other side of that is why do I need this? You know, does this still bring me joy, right? If it doesn't bring you joy, then maybe it'll bring somebody else joy. Sell it. It'll help you get to where you're going to go even quicker. Consider downsizing. This is one of the things that my wife and I did as our children got older. We had a bigger house in a, in a very nice neighborhood. And it was the elite schools, you know, for public schools. Once the children were beyond the age where they needed that anymore, we found a, a small little condo to go to, right? I mean, we started to downsize and start challenging ourselves. Why do we have all this stuff? Do we need all this stuff? You know, we still have some of our kids' stuff. We put it in boxes and we throw it in the closet and we, and we threaten them. Wait, one day you need to come get this, right? Or we're just going to sell it. So maybe downsizing would help you to become more frugal, you know? Meal prepping and planning. A lot of money we spend these days and the price of food is going up as well, especially when you're going out to eat all the time. Maybe you start meal prepping. You know, my wife and I actually sit down on Sundays and we look at our meals for the week and we say, hey, here's what we got on the calendar. Here's what's coming up. Let's plan on doing these meals at these times. And then we prep for them. Then we go to the grocery store and we have a purpose. We know what meals we want. Now, we may say we want something like, you know, we're going to eat it salad on Monday and maybe on Monday we don't feel like a salad anymore and we'll swap it out with something else but at least we have a certain amount of meals planned for us and then for lunches I mean you can prep some of that stuff you can they've got lots of containers or, or even baggies if you want to go cheap you just make some things up to where you can throw them in your lunchbox first thing in the morning before you head out and away you go this is great also to do with children they can help you out with this and it kind of helps them understand what you're doing so that they can prepare Food's getting expensive. It's still cheaper to go to the grocery store. Even the grocery store is getting expensive. But if you plan ahead and you buy in bulk, there's some things you can do there. So I challenge you to do that. And then, again, sleeping on large purchases. And, and for us, it's anything over 1000 If it's for you, if it's over $100, you know, maybe you draw that line. You say, hey, I'm not going to buy this. I'm going to go sleep on this. I'm going to think about it. And we're going to return to it. Like I said, when you go away, from the temptation that is in front of you, you're going to find that the power starts to weaken. And they know that. That's why they're going to push you to go further. So in recap, frugal. To me, it's fun. I mean, people may make fun of me and that's fine. I don't care. I mean, but i tell you what I do enjoy. I do enjoy feeling financially secure, not living paycheck to paycheck, and finding ways not to pay retail. That That's a game for me. I really enjoy doing that. Why I'm frugal, I mean, like I said, for me, it actually just brings joy to me. If it's something new to you, you need to ask why is it important to you? Why is financial security important to you? I mean, that's part of this whole money thing, right? We want enough of it so we feel secure. Well, the first thing is if we're going to save that money, if we have that emergency fund, that's going to be a huge step. I can't stress that enough. The emergency fund is, is everything, and it'll help you to become frugal 
and you'll start looking at your resources and want to hold on to a little bit more. And then it's just fun after that, right? Then you can spend things on quality. You can save the environment. There's all kinds of reasons why to be frugal. If you need any help with that, I can certainly help you with that. How to be frugal, you know, understanding that why. Spending plan, right at the top of the list. You got to know where your money's going. Otherwise, it's going to be very difficult to be frugal. And you need to challenge, challenge where your money's going. You know, even more, you need to question where that money's going and make sure it's truly meeting your needs. It's not just something you're buying and then tossing to the side. I've known people that go to the mall, they buy a lot of clothes, they never even take the tags off of them. I mean, yeah, there's people out there that they, they go shopping because it makes them feel good. It scratches an itch, and then they never wear the clothes. It's it's some of the craziest stuff I've ever heard. But, it, you know, I get it. I mean, people, everybody has their own thing. I'm like, why don't you at least even take it back? I mean, try to get your money back if you don't think you're going to wear it. But I don't know, for whatever reason. So I'm, I'm on the opposite spectrum of that. Hey, reach out to me. I'm You can find me at uh, Sean Townley. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can find me. Yeah, well, Sean Townley on LinkedIn. You can find me at SeanTownley.com. And you can also find me at uh, townleytech at gmail.com. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Townley Money Basics. Goodbye, world.